morning, good morning, sweet, beautiful Texas and beyond. A little Ray Wiley Hubbard kicking things off for us on the Lone Star Outdoor Show, powered by Dallas Safari Club. I'm your host, Cable Smith, and it is so great to be here talking, hunting, fishing, the great outdoors, and all that implies with you fine folks today. Thank you so much for sharing a part of your week with me, as we have got a great show lined up for you, and I'll tell you all about it here momentarily, but first... Man, there is uh, so much to be doing in the great outdoors right now as dove season is just rocking and rolling. I went out this past week. I love those late season dove hunts. Uh, Finally get a cold front, and you know what? Boom, more birds show up. And uh, so Belle and I had a a great time, limited out in Collin County. Uh, Then that afternoon, drove up to the deer lease in Oklahoma, and I'll tell you what, that wasn't as enjoyable of an experience. I mean, I love bow hunting uh, as much as everyone, but goodness gracious, too hot for me. And I remembered immediately as I was sitting there sweating my tail off uh, why I prefer bow hunting, whitetails anyway, in uh, November and December. So <laughs> I'll stay after the elk and mule deer and such uh, with a bow in October anyway. But uh, with that being said, I know many of you guys and gals have found success already during your archery whitetail seasons. Uh, lots of great bucks hitting the ground. And, and for those of you who are willing to brave the heat and the mosquitoes, hey, more power to you. Also, um, lots of reports of big bass being caught as they are really starting to hit the shad hot and heavy, uh, trying to bulk up for what should be a cold winter by all accounts. So while I haven't been out recently, uh, I do know that the bite has been very solid on southern lakes. If you can find a windblown point, find the shad, and toss a a medium diving crankbait out there, should have some pretty good luck. Uh, So lots to do in the great outdoors, and we've got a lot to get into today. So here's what's on the docket. You know what to do. Pull up the stool a little closer to the campfire. Pour yourself another cup of coffee out of that beat-up old thermos because we are about to rock and roll, and we'll kick things off by visiting with Mike Slinkert. He is the president and founder of Hex Stealth Shield. Now, what in the world is a Hex Stealth Shield, you're asking? That's a great question, and Mike's going to tell us all about it, but essentially it is a hunting suit that blocks the transmission of some kind of signal. It's Greek to me, to be honest with you, Uh, but It blocks a signal that animals pick up from the human body. And essentially, it makes them think that you're an inanimate object. So Mike's going to tell us all about this technology coming up here in just a minute. Uh, Something that I'm excited about, uh, to say the least, because I've been watching these videos of animals' reactions to hunters that are just basically sitting out in the middle of the open wearing this suit, and the animals seemingly don't care. Uh, So we'll get into that. Then we'll be joined by Tammy Reese. She's the aunt of Peyton Hood, who uh, was just shy of her second birthday when she was bitten by a Western Diamondback rattlesnake back in 2010. She ended up passing away from that bite. And so her aunt founded Peyton's Project, which essentially is set up to prevent that from happening to other people. And so We'll talk about what this program does and how it aids potential snake bite victims. You might not know anything about it, um, but if you were to get bitten by a snake, chances are 
Peyton's project, especially in rural communities, um, might just save your life. Uh, so that's coming up here in a little bit. Then we will head to the coast and talk a little snook and tarpon fishing with Captain Mike Holiday of Coast of Sunglasses. And uh, Mike joins us from the Florida coast. And so, you know, much like Texas, um, Florida decimated by Hurricane Irma, just as we were by by Harvey. Uh, but if there's a silver lining, guys, it's that you know, sometimes these natural disasters are necessary to flush out an ecosystem. And so we'll talk about uh, their effect on the fishing, also the latest and greatest technology from Costa Sunglasses. We'll mix in a giveaway as well uh, when Mike drops in. So uh, Snook and Tarpon, though, are, uh, I think, what we're going to be focusing on today. And then we will take a look at the role coffee plays in our hunting culture. Uh, because whether it's today or whether it was 200 years ago, it's guys sitting around a campfire with a hot pot of coffee, no matter where you are. And so I'm thrilled to have the uh, the three founders of Texas State of Mind Coffee Company join us in studio. Randy and David Burt and their partner, Blake Branch, will all be here. Uh, some good old boys from East Texas. And so we'll talk some coffee and hunting culture coming up here at the bottom of the hour. Uh, should be a great show, one that I'm certainly excited about. A uh, couple other things. Don't forget our October Photo of the Month contest is going on right now, brought to you by All Seasons Feeders. We're offering a 100-pound road feeder that you attach to your hitch or your bumper uh, to this month's winner. All you have to do to enter is send in your best hunting or fishing photo to Lone Star Outdoors Show at gmail.com. Better yet, tag me. Uh, on Instagram with the hashtag LSOS photo contest, or you can post it on my Facebook page wall, which is just Lone Star Outdoors Show. And then our 12 monthly winners will square off at the end of the year for a chance to hunt trophy axis deer or black buck with me down at Coons Canyon Ranch in Rock Springs, Texas. So another great grand prize hunt package brought to you by KCR. Uh, let's do a quick giveaway. I've got a Lone Star Outdoors Show table at the Dallas Ducks Unlimited Banquet next Thursday, October 26th. I'll give away a pair of tickets to my table right now. All you have to do, text in the word GREENHEAD. Let's make it GREENHEAD today to 214-289-7807. Text in the word GREENHEAD, and you could be uh, joining me at the Dallas DU Banquet next week. Those tickets are valued at 125 bucks a head, so... Uh, pretty cool prize package and certainly looking forward to a great event with you guys and gals next week uh, for anyone in the North Texas area anyway. Uh, let's take a break. Up next, we'll get into the groundbreaking technology behind the Hex Stealth Shield hunting suit right here on the Lone Star Outdoor Show. Don't take your love down. Do you have a hog problem at your ranch or deer lease? We have the solution. The System Hog Trap comes in two sizes, 17-foot and 30-foot diameter traps. After you trap the hogs, take the top section off the trap and use it for another feeder site to keep the hogs away from the feeder. The System is both a trap and a deer food plot fence. That way you don't waste your money on just a hog trap. Call 940-391-3669 or visit www.goinfencing.com. That's goinfencing.com. 
Hey, North Texas sports fans. This is Brian Spagnola, general manager of Texas Motor Cars in Addison. My family's been in the car business for over 50 years, and I want to show you the difference in buying from a family-owned and operated business. TexasMotorCars.com is an awesome website that lets you do virtually all of your shopping online. We have a professional photographer that takes amazing photos, and we give you all the information that you'll need up front. You can even find out how much we will give you for your trade-in before you ever come in. I take pride in the fact you can come in, choose a car, and be out in less than an hour. We have financing rates starting at 1.79% on pre-owned vehicles and can help almost anybody. Please do yourself a favor. If you're in the market for a pre-owned vehicle of any kind, give us a shot. Let me show you how easy buying a vehicle should be. Visit TexasMotorCars.com or come visit our 20,000-square-foot indoor showroom in Addison. Again, visit TexasMotorCars.com or call us at 1-888-9-TX-MOTORS. I'm Dave Spies from Gunnett on Sportsman Channel, and you're listening to the Lone Star Outdoor Show. And I don't want to think about tomorrow. I don't need anything money can buy. I don't have to beg, steal, or borrow. I just want to live until There's a little Clay Walker bringing us back on the Lone Star Outdoor Show, taking me back to uh, my youth there. And i got to be honest with you, Clay's a good dude, big hunter. He's been on the show before, and that was back when Nashville country, it was like pre-douchey, you know, uh, before bro country and uh, the uh, shake it for the big green tractor and all that baloney infiltrated uh, what was once a great music scene. Who knows? Maybe it will be again someday, but uh, doesn't seem like the that's the direction they're going. And that's why we play mostly outlaw in Texas country. But uh, I do like the classics. I'm Cable Smith, by the way. This is the Lone Star Outdoors Show, powered by Dallas Safari Club. Thanks to Lone Star Beer and Hoff Power Polaris, our presenting sponsors. And thanks to you for sharing a part of your week with me. I certainly appreciate it, as we've got a, a very interesting discussion to get into with Mike Slinkard, president of the Hex Stealth Screen Hunting Suit. But first, this segment of the show brought to you by Dallas Safari Club, the worldwide leader in big game conservation. I'd like to personally invite you to get plugged in with this great group of like-minded folks who are passionate about education, conservation, and hunters' rights. To do so, check us out at biggame.org. Love to have you. All right, well, uh, recently... I was made aware of this innovative suit that I thought, to be honest with you, had to be just hogwash. I was like, there's no way that this can be legit. Turns out, I went and watched some videos, did a little research, and I came up with the conclusion that why the hell didn't I already have a hex stealth screen, to be honest with you? But I don't want to get too far ahead of myself here, and uh, honestly... I don't understand the semantics of how it works. I just know that I've seen videos, and I believe it does work. Uh, but here to tell us how this product was created and what exactly it does to essentially trick an animal that you're hunting, it's my pleasure to welcome Hex Stealth Screen president and lifelong hunter Mike Slinkard to the program. Hey, great to, great to be here, Cable. I appreciate it. Yeah, man, it's my pleasure. I'm excited about this uh, interview for a couple of reasons, but uh, <laughs> before we, we talk about the Hex hunting suit, I want to get to know you a little bit. Uh, first of all, how has your hunting season been? 
You know, we've had a fantastic hunting season this year. Um, you know, we live out in eastern Oregon, and we have, you know, elk and mule deer and all that cool stuff, but we also are fortunate to be able to travel really all over the world, and, and uh, you know, we are filming for our television show, which is on the Pursuit Channel, called Hunting with Hacks. So, um, yeah, I mean, we've had a great year. Actually, I was able to take a nice uh, small bull elk here in Oregon, but I took a great bull in Arizona awesome. after putting in for 14 years. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's been been a, been a really good season so far with a lot left. Awesome. 14 years, yeah. That's, uh, I guess that's about what it takes for a nice trophy unit in uh, Arizona, man. They've got some monsters, that's for sure. Oh, they do. There's no doubt. <laughs> um, so what is your favorite quarry then? You know, uh, being a Eastern Oregon boy, I suppose elk are probably my favorite of all. You know, we, uh, you know, we've been fortunate enough to learn how to call. I've actually the the bull that I took in Arizona was my 44th elk with a bow. So uh, wow. So it's a it's a passion of mine. But you know what? I, I like bow hunting just about anything. Um, you, you got know, we, 43 more than me. <laughs> well, yeah, hey, it's a start. You just you stay after it, but yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it probably tells you a little bit about my age as well. So, uh, but I've been chasing my whole life. So. Yeah, well, awesome. Well, you know, I, I recently uh, became aware of the the hex stealth screen, and admittedly, I was you know pretty skeptical about a suit that sounds like it turns the hunter into some kind of Jedi warrior. You know, <laughs> um, so talk a little bit about how this was developed, and how it works. Okay, well, you know, for those of you who don't or know about Hex or haven't heard of it yet, um, you know, we are a patented technology. We have five issued patents in the U.S., and what we're all about is blocking the electrical fields that our body creates. And, you know, I, I, most people are skeptical when they first hear about it, but, you know, we've been actually on the hunting market since 2010, and really, honestly, the only skeptics we have are those who haven't tried it yet. Um, you know, it's sort of emerging science on how animals perceive their electrical environment. Been a ton of study on how animals navigate and how they're able to pick up the electromagnetic fields of the earth, and that's how their internal compass works. Um, you know, birds actually see it visually, and there's just a ton of science on that. Um, for us, uh, back when we were, you know, kind of first researching all of this, um, you know, the big kind of aha moment for us was when we realized that the fields of the earth and what living beings are putting out through the extreme low frequency field that we're producing with heart rate and muscle movement, they're very similar fields. And, you know, it uh, kind of got us on the path of uh, at first kind of wondering if maybe they were using the same sense that they used to navigate to also tell when they were close to another big living being. And, you know, it uh, took years of research and, you know, development. We have electrical engineers that helped us with it, um, animal scientists, uh, just a whole myriad of, of people that helped us along the way. But uh, in, in short, we found that by blocking the electrical field that our bodies create to animals, we're much more like an inanimate object. And we're not invisible. You still have to hunt. You still have to pay attention to the wind and all that kind of thing. But it definitely gives you an edge that you can't get any other way. And it's... Uh, taken off very well and and you know we have hunters all across the country and all around the world that are using it with great success yeah and i've watched some of the videos they're insane man i mean like a uh, bobcat walks into like i mean the guy could have reached out and grabbed it if he wanted to and the bobcat's sitting there looking at three guys essentially but they're being still and he can't figure out what's going on so i mean obviously yeah you still have to play the wind like you did but uh so Saw the bobcat. I saw a guy crawl up to within arm's reach of a turkey. 
white tail within five yards, mm-hmm. black bear. I mean, this, the species doesn't really matter. There's videos for all of these things, and it's all the same. It's astounding. It, se- it still seems crazy to me, uh, to be honest with you, but I'm looking at the video proof, and I'm like, God, i got to get one of these. So. Yeah, well, a little backstory on some of the video. The bobcat footage, for instance, and a lot of people have seen it. Um, it kind of went viral uh, all over the Internet. But uh, that bobcat footage, I actually came to work one day and opened my email, and that footage uncut was in my email from a customer that just bought a suit and went out and had that kind of a that kind of an experience. And, it's you know, we get that all the time, um, you know, those people that – you know, a lot of them, like I said, they they buy a suit, they're still skeptical about it, but it's not very long and you can be able to see the difference. And, you know, it's not a game changer in absolutely every situation, but, you know, it just almost is. With turkeys, um, turkeys and waterfowl, all birds see those fields visually. Mm-hmm. So taking away the electrical field allows you to actually get away with movement. The birds don't perceive that as living movement, so you can get away with, you know, drawing your bow, raising a shotgun, crawling out in some cases. Um, that kind of thing, and they just don't see it. They cannot. They see it. They're confused, but they don't react the same way. And it's like I always tell people with with turkeys, it's an absolute game changer. Yeah. Um, you know, it really is. And, and you and I talked off the air about you know my affinity for turkey hunting, uh, and and that's why I like elk hunting so much because and, and I've said this many times, but to me, an elk is just like a 700 pound turkey during the rut. I mean, because you're calling them. You know, there's that visual communication, and then it's cat and mouse. How can I get in a position to take this animal without getting busted? Mm-hmm. And and that's why it's like, you know, running and gunning turkeys, which for me is why I don't ever hunt them with a bow, because I want to be mobile. I told you that, you know, sitting in a pop-up, waiting for them to come to me, that doesn't really appeal to me. I like the, uh, you know, kind of being one with nature, moving through the woods, and trying to get the turkey on the ground that way. And so to be able to bow hunt them and still run and gun – uh, that's something that I'm certainly looking forward to trying this spring. Yeah, you know, like I said, I'm a I'm an elk hunter at heart, so I'm a, I'm like you. I mean, to me, hunting turkeys is kind of a kind of a extension of my elk hunting in a way. You know, it's the same kind of thing. Well, it might you be the opposite for you. Maybe a, maybe a turkey is like a thirty pound elk. <laughs> well, potentially, yeah, potentially. Except for they can't smell, which is nice. Yeah. But uh, you know, the thing about that is is you know I'm I'm not the kind that wants to sit in a blind and wait for things to happen. I like to move and. Yeah. You know, and like I said, run and gun and that kind of thing. And, you know, prior to the hex stuff, I was the same way. I, I killed one turkey with a bow prior to hex. And, you know, it was just always getting to full draw. If as though anybody who's ever tried it, getting to full draw is a real challenge, you know, unless you're in a blind or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, since we started using the hex, and actually, you know, if you go to the website or if you ever watch our show in the spring, you'll see how we hunt turkeys. And literally, we are going out setting up. I usually have a little chair that I sat on so I can be up off the ground and able to draw my bow and all that kind of thing pretty easily. But literally setting um, out in the open, you know, we don't have a bunch of brush around us or anything. And I've taken an excess of 30 turkeys with a bow since <laughs> the inception of Hex and have yet to ever be busted drawn on one. And that means, I mean, I'm drawn on them facing me at five yards, that kind of stuff. Um, crazy. But like I said, the advantage to turkey hunters whether you're a bow hunter or a gun hunter, is is huge. I mean, drawing a bow, raising a shotgun, turning your head, all that kind of stuff that used to get you busted won't get you busted if you're wearing a hack suit. And so yeah. it's uh, it's a big advantage. It's a lot of fun. So it, so it doesn't make you invisible. It just makes you, like you said, seem like uh, an inanimate object to the animal. Yeah. Um, so, like you know, if you've ever been out, or something. 
Yeah, if you've ever been out on a windy day, for instance, um, you know, it doesn't. there's all kinds of movement, grass and leaves and all that kind of stuff blowing around, but a turkey will still pick you out if you didn't make any movement at all. Mm-hmm. The reason that is is because your movement has an electrical field associated with it. Only living beings have that, so it's going to draw that eye. You know, that turkey's going to know that that's a living, a living movement, and they need to pay attention to it. Mm-hmm. Take that away, and you're like an inanimate movement, and they just don't pay attention to it. So. Mm-hmm. Really, really neat thing to play with. Yeah, I love to it. Well, so is it is it uh, scent free or is it is it an outer layer? I mean, but talk about the actual suit that say someone buys one. What what are they wearing into the woods? Sure. Well, um, the technology actually incorporates a highly electrically conductive carbon grid that's woven right into the fabric, and we have several different fabrics that are available. Um, in our hunting suit, we have a very lightweight mesh camo suit. You can wear it under or over as long as that as long as that grids between you and the outside, you're going to see the benefit. So um, so it's real easy to use. We also have an underlayer for, you know, the colder weather areas. Um, interestingly enough, our technology has actually uh, gone over into the aquatic side as well. So we have a whole line of wetsuits and dive suits that we do. And, and just recently, uh, the tactical community is also wearing both the um, underlayer and the, uh, and the wetsuits in tactical operations because it allows them to, you know, uh, slip by animals less detectable and that kind of thing. So it's really taken off beyond the hunting world, um, and it's it's a it's a fun ride. But that's how it works. It's just simply the uh, electrical field when it hits that grid, it's actually caught and held in capacitance. When you touch ground, it grounds out, um, kind of like how your microwave oven catches the microwave. Uh, energy, you know, that comes out. It's the same kind of principle. It's called the faraday cage principle and a very proven way to block electrical fields. But, uh, you know, the difference out in the field is uh, it's, it's definitely one that you're going to see. Uh, now, does, is this something that has to be, like, recharged or, uh, you know, what is the maintenance on this suit? Can you wash it and dry it? Yep, it's real easy to take care of. You just take care of it just like you would your normal hunting gear. You machine wash. We recommend machine washing in cold. You can tumble dry, but hang dry will make your suit last a little bit longer. You don't have to recharge it, anything like that. Um, you know, so so really, yeah, it's real easy to take care of. Nothing special. It'll just pretty much take care of it like your regular hunting clothes and wear it and enjoy it. Okay, and what is the uh, price point? Okay, so, you know, we've got um, a, a couple of price points. Why would not want this suit is the question, <laughs> really. I mean, I haven't had the uh, the chance to try it yet, but you're sending me one, so I'm going to get to play with this. Mm-hmm. But after this conversation and these videos that I've seen, I mean, it sounds like oh, this is too good to be true. i got to get one. <laughs> well, there's really not a downside to it at all. And actually, you know, back to the price, um, you know, our regular suit is normally one seventy nine ninety nine. That is for the shirt, the pant, and the head cover. So it's a whole whole suit. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're offering to, to the uh, listeners today, actually, if you use the promo code Lone Star, we'll actually give you a $30 discount. So, awesome. um, so yeah, I mean, it's a good way to get in and try it. And I, once you try it, you'll never hunt without it. That's what we hear all the time from our people. Um, our underlayer, which is a, again that semi-thermal, little bit warmer piece. Normally they're two twenty-nine ninety-nine, but again we're offering that discount loans with the uh, promo code Lone Star, and it'll save you thirty dollars. So it's one ninety-nine ninety-nine for the full suit again, the shirt, the pant, and the head cover. So yeah, okay. yeah it's not uh, not something that's going to break the bank. Actually, it's probably comparable with other high-end uh, hunting gear. 
but it's going to give you an advantage that you can't get any other way. And so uh, it's uh, it, it's a pretty neat deal. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, and it's you know it's one of those things where it's kind of I don't want to say it's really hard to explain it over the radio without a visual aid, but um, I encourage folks to just go look at these videos because you might think we're this is like snake oil or something, but uh, I mean the the proof's in the pudding when you watch just watch a guy crawl up within three feet of a turkey or like we said, watch that bobcat. Or if you've ever been, you know, if you've ever sat, most of our listeners have, but if you're sitting in a, even a pop-up blind and you've got deer feeding five yards from you, you make a movement that you're, you're busted. And yep. you're just, who I don't, I don't know if it's you in the video or whoever, but they're, they're just sitting in a swivel chair out in the middle of a field. They've got whitetail all around them. Yeah. So. Um, and, you know, some of that was, was uh, me or our crew, but a lot of it was, you know, you'll see video there that was sent in by you know, just customers as well. But, uh, you know, we hunt Texas every year. I've got a real good friend who lives up in Sheridan, Texas, which is kind of between uh, uh, Houston and San Antonio. Mm-hmm. Uh, we come out there. We always hunt turkeys. And, and you know, we've hunted uh, South Texas whitetail quite a bit and all of that. And, again, a lot of that footage that's on the website was actually shot in Texas. We do everything free-range. Um, you know, nothing's penned or anything like that, um, and it's all in the season and fair chase and, you know, everything just like everybody else hunts. So, you know, uh, like I said, check the videos out. It, it gives you an idea of the advantage that Hex can do, and it's certainly one that it'll help any hunter, no matter what you're hunting. It's, it's definitely going to be an advantage. Well, and so where can folks find it? Um, so our website is hexllc.com. So it's H like Harry. E like Echo, C like Cat, S like Sam, and then LLC like Limited Liability Company. So hexllc.com, and you can uh, find out all about how to get it and uh, everything. There are some dealers listed on there as well. So if you're uh, if you uh, punch in your zip code, it'll tell you what dealers are close. Um, or we sell a lot direct too. So uh, just call us up, uh, give us that promo code, you can save thirty dollars and and uh, try it out for yourself. Awesome. Awesome stuff, Mike. Well, hey, we certainly have enjoyed the conversation today. Uh, this is something that I think has uh, the potential to be a game changer for all of our listeners, and uh, it's been really a treat getting to hear about it firsthand. Well, I appreciate it, and and also, you know, any of your listeners out there that get the Pursuit Channel, um, you know, we're a, call, a show called Hunting with Hex, and we're on almost every day of the week. You can find us, and you can see uh, a lot of the stuff in action there, too. So, KY, I really have enjoyed being here, and uh, thanks for having me. Absolutely. There he goes, Mike Slinkard, president of the Hex Stealth Screen. Fascinating stuff there. And for the price, (laughs) I mean, let's be honest. um, As hunters, we spend a lot of money, anglers too, on things that we believe are going to make us have a better chance of success, whether you're in the woods or on the water. And for the money, I just don't, I just don't see how everyone is not going to want to have a hex. To be honest, so I'm looking forward to wearing mine this season, no doubt about that. I will report back to you guys and gals and let you know if I am seeing firsthand results, which I am fairly confident will happen. Uh, that segment of the show, by the way, brought to you by Lone Star Beer. And Rudy's True Texas-style barbecue. A couple of uh, Texas traditions there. Can't go wrong with either an ice-cold Lone Star or Rudy's True Texas-style barbecue. Hell, you can actually get a Lone Star at Rudy's. And that's the best of both worlds. Uh, Let's take a break. Up next, 
We'll be joined by Tammy Reese. She is the uh, founder and executive director of Peyton's Project. Uh, back in 2010, her not quite even two-year-old niece, Peyton Hood, was bitten and killed by Western Diamondback Rattlesnake. But through Peyton's Project, it has become very clear that her life was not lost in vain. And we'll tell you all about how Peyton's Project continues to help other snake bite victims avoid Peyton's fate. And that's next, right here on the Lone Star Outdoor Show. We'll meet again. Don't know where. Don't know when. But I know we'll meet again some sunny day. Hey y'all, Cable here for my good friends over at Outlaw Outfitters. This veteran-owned and operated outfit will put you on the ducks, to say the least. I've been hunting with them for, gosh, four or five years now. They also do uh, deer, hog, and turkey as well. They have over 15,000 acres they hunt in Collin, Grayson, and Fannin counties. Whether you want to do a turnkey, you know, one-morning waterfowl hunt, or a complete weekend package with authentic Cajun cooking and lodging, it's all right there within an hour of the Metroplex, and you can find them at HuntOutlaw.com. In the market for a compact track loader, then check out the Bobcat Advantage, where Bobcat track loaders squared off against other brands in a variety of tests and challenges. Whether you're looking for performance advantages, uptime protection, or quality design, Bobcat compact track loaders are the best-built machines in the industry. But don't take our word for it. Watch the videos at BobcatAdvantage.com or see Bobcat machines in person at Bobcat of Dallas and Louisville, Fort Worth, Cedar Hill, Longview, and now McKinney. Visit BobcatofDallas.com or call 469-586-0000. Hey, y'all. Chris Letzinger, online sales manager at Cinnamon Creek Ranch here, reminding you we're not your typical archery club. We're a one-of-a-kind archery facility with indoor and outdoor ranges, full pro shop, and six different 3D courses. Cinnamon Creek was designed by hunters for hunters. Located in Roanoke, Texas, we have over 200 3D targets to hone your archery skills. Call 817-439-8998 or visit us at cinnamoncreekranch.com to visit our new online store. That's cinnamoncreekranch.com. This is Aaron Lewis, and thank you for listening to the Lone Star Outdoor Show. Just an old double barrel twelve. Stock is cracked and kicks like hell. Wouldn't mean what it means to me to no one. When I put it to my shoulder It comes like a woman, son It's all how you hold her Taught me Granddaddy's Gun, one of my favorites there From Aaron Lewis bringing us back On the Lone Star Outdoor Show Powered by Dallas Safari Club I'm your host, Cable Smith Thank you so much for being here today It is a treat to be riding shotgun with you As we are talking all things outdoors this morning uh, Coming up here in just a second Kind of a, a follow-up interview to our rattlesnake bite discussion we had a couple weeks back with our friend Greg Pavor, who recently got tagged by a Western Diamondback a rattlesnake on his front porch. And uh, Greg benefited from Peyton's Project, which is a program that has been put in place across much of rural Texas. And we'll, uh, we'll be joined by the founder of Peyton's Project here momentarily, but first, uh, this segment of the show is brought to you by the DOC. That's the drive-over chalk. If you're hauling an ATV, four-wheeler, Jeep, golf cart, or otherwise, 
you need to protect that investment with the drive over chalk. You simply install it right there on your flatbed trailer, you drive over it, and your investment is locked in place. No more straps, tie downs, none of that stuff. It's so easy. Dock it with the drive over chalk, and you'll save also, by the way, uh, you'll get free shipping if you use the promo code Lone Star or Cable when you order at driveoverchalk.com. Okay, uh, let's bring on our next guest. In 2010, uh, Peyton Hood was killed by a Western Diamondback rattlesnake uh, just a couple weeks shy of her second birthday. And her aunt, Tammy Reese, uh, was called to start Peyton's project. And so joining us now, it's my pleasure to welcome Tammy to the show. Great. Thanks for having me. It's certainly my pleasure. I guess it was two weeks ago. One of my good friends uh, joined the broadcast to talk about his experience. Uh, he was bitten by ba- basically a baby rattlesnake, a 10-incher. Uh, he went out to watch a lightning storm on his front porch and just had sandals on and about stepped on it, and it bit him twice. Uh, Greg had to go to the hospital, I think had, gosh, 20-something vials of antivenom, which I, I don't think the medical bill was like, just for the antivenom, over 130 grand. Um, but he mentioned this uh, Peyton's project, which was really essential in uh, getting him the antivenom in a timely manner because, you know, he was in this small rural hospital in Seymour, Texas, and they happened to have the antivenom there um, solely, from my understanding, based on this uh, Peyton's project, which is what I'd like to talk about. Now, Peyton was actually your niece, right? That's correct. Okay, and so tell, talk a little bit about her situation and, and what happened to Peyton. Well, um, it was back in uh, 2010, uh-huh. and Peyton and my sister and my mother and her older brother were at our lake cabin at Possum Kingdom Lake, and they were playing around on a playscape that's located right next to the cabin, and there, the lawn was manicured. There was no wood stacked up or anything that would cause what we thought uh, a snake to be there. Um, She and her brother were playing on the slide, and her brother decided to annoy her like big brothers do sometimes, and he decided to climb up the slide when she was trying to come down, which forced her to go back down the rungs of the ladder. What she didn't know and what had been there for the whole time they'd been playing was a a little 10-inch baby western diamondback rattlesnake. Mm. And when she stepped down, she stepped on it, and it bit her twice. And my sister and mother were literally maybe 10 feet away when this all happened. So did she just scream or, I mean, what happened at that point? Yeah, she did scream. Um, Immediately we thought, or they thought, that there was something wrong with the slide, a piece of metal maybe that had cut her because they did see uh, a little bit of blood. Uh Um, So my mom started checking around the area of the slide to see what had cut her so they could get it fixed. And almost was bitten herself when she noticed the snake. Luckily, it was already lethargic because it had already bitten Peyton, and it didn't bite her as well. So um, she immediately screamed, it's a snake, and they immediately called 911. And everything kind of fast-forwarded from there. And so she was rushed to the hospital. Uh, I think <clears throat> air-flighted even to Cook's Fort Worth. Right. And um, if you're not familiar with the, the lake, there's it's really difficult to get around. There's not a whole lot of identifying marks there. Yeah. 
So when they called 911, the ambulance had difficulty finding them, and so they had to meet them back up at the highway. That has since been corrected, thank goodness, with GPS. But um, anyway, they met them up at the road, and in the meantime, Peyton had uh, gone through a whole lot of issues, um, including, you know, having trouble breathing, seizures, that sort of thing. Um, They did get them in the ambulance. The ambulance was en route to a Graham Medical Center where they did have antivenom there, Mm -hmm. uh, but were, um, I guess, caught in the middle uh, by CareFlight. And I'm not sure why CareFlight was called. Uh, I'm I'm assuming that it had something to do with the ambulance, the way they uh, explained everything. Uh, to the medical personnel at Graham. Anyway, there was CareFlight that met them en route, and CareFlight heard Cook's Children's Medical Hospital. Okay. I don't know when she was first administered the antivenom, but obviously it, it didn't work in time, and she ended up passing away. Uh, how? And, and Peyton was, I don't remember, was she one or two? She was 23 months old, and just um, for purposes that you're asking, she was never given antivenin. Oh, she wasn't? Okay. No, never wow. administered antivenin. <laughs> so for, and she, it took five hours for this bite to kill her. And yes. I can't believe they didn't have antivenom available. Uh, they had it available. It wasn't administered. And the way we were explained was that um, when CareFlight contacted Cooks, they explained that she was stable and you can't administer antivenin in an ambulance or on care flight because of the way it has to be mixed and it's a delicate uh, property. It can't be shaken or anything like that. So they actually did have to wait till they got to the hospital. But when they arrived at the hospital and they realized she was not stable, she had already her heart had already stopped. Oh, wow. So then all the other procedures kind of took over from there. Um, we're still a little unclear why there was never antivenin given, I'll be honest, um, but it wasn't. Yeah, okay. Wow. Well, as a, a father of a four-year-old boy and, and twin girls that are two, I mean, that just tugs at my heart. Uh, and, and it could happen to anyone out there listening. Like you said, uh, there wasn't really anything to attract snakes to that area, a well-manicured lawn. But uh, you never know, and especially the little ones. That's one thing with in our visit with Greg. Certain times of the year, they really get dispersed, and uh, and and Greg even talked about in Abilene, they had a rash of like ten bites in uh, in the course of a week where they had, hadn't seen anything all summer. So right. that was about the time he got tagged as well. Uh, so obviously, this experience um, resulted in you coming up with the idea to start Peyton's project. Uh, talk a little bit about its inception and, and what the goal is as far as preventing this from happening, you know, this heartbreak from happening to uh, to other families. Well, um, Peyton's project idea was, was not just my own. I actually kind of put together a, a short little PowerPoint that um, was kind of a therapy thing for me to try to understand her bite. And I just did as much research as I could about rattlesnakes because I've lived in Texas my whole life and there was a lot I didn't know. And I figured other people didn't as well. So kind of started that way. But I have to credit my entire board that came on at the very beginning and all the, the encouragement from the family to get it started. But the, the initial phase of Peyton's project was just to create awareness, to, to tell people what I learned, what I constantly learn every day different behaviors of snakes, the time of year, the climate, 
um, what they look like, what what is their predator. I mean, all the aspects about rattlesnakes in particular, and it has developed from there to be venomous pit vipers. It's cottonmouth, copperhead, uh, rattlesnakes, because they all use the same type of antivenin. Then in 2016, we launched our antivenin program where we realized there was a huge need in the rural areas. I mean, uh, Graham luckily had it when we were there. We didn't actually make it to Graham for Peyton, but um, they did have it available. But there was a lot of rural places where people go and they enjoy nature, especially hunters, that sort of thing, where they did not have any. And the reason is because it's so expensive and it has a really short shelf life. Mm -hmm. So even if they were able to purchase it in these rural hospitals, a lot of times they weren't able to use it and it would go out of date and they would have to literally throw it away. So we created this antivenom program where we make sure that the nine rural hospitals that we identified first um, get six vials of antivenom and they have it in stock at all times. When it's used, it's replenished right away. And before it is expiring, six months out, I contacted the uh, hospital and say, it's time to uh, switch your vials if you haven't used them. And uh, luckily, United Regional has been wonderful as being a partner with us. And they actually swap out the the soon-to-expire vials because they know they'll use them right away. Mm -hmm. And uh, they give them the more um, up-to-date vials for when they have an issue. Mm -hmm. It has been an amazing partnership with United Regional. I just cannot say enough about them. They're just awesome. Well, yeah, and that's what Greg said. So he went to the Seymour Hospital and then was, I don't know if he was care flighted or taken in an ambulance to Wichita Falls. I don't remember what he said, but uh, he said the Seymour Hospital, small rural hospital, had the anti-venom on hand because of Peyton's project. And then once they got to Wichita Falls, Wichita Falls sent those EMTs back to Seymour with the new vials to replace the ones they'd given him. So exactly. That was uh that was pretty neat to to see that. And just coming, I mean, this is one of my friends I've been hunting with for 15 years, and to uh, to have someone you know um, benefit from this, you know, it kind of got me thinking. Well, let's find out a little bit more about Peyton's project. Um, and I think, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, Tammy, but I think something like 7,000. Americans are are bitten by uh, venomous snakes every year? That is correct, and actually that is increasing due to our climate changes and just a lot of construction going on and all these wonderful natural disasters we keep having. Yeah, wow, okay. So so obviously uh, something like this was needed. You you saw the need, and and now we have Peyton's project. Um, Have there been any other, and I'm sure you have probably quite a few testimonies, but do you have one you could share from maybe uh, someone, someone's situation like Peyton, a toddler or a younger person that was bitten and, and this helped uh, save their life? We had a recent bite this year um, of a three-year-old um, in uh, Electra. Uh-huh. And thank goodness Electra Hospital has that. They're part of our program. Electra and, is yeah. just a little postage stamp. I drive through it, you know, heading out to, uh, <laughs> out to the panhandle or uh, to go quail hunting or whatever. So I know how small it is. So for a hospital in that city to have it is awesome. It is, and they're amazing people there. They're they're great physicians, just a great facility. But um, they did have it on hand, so the parents took them straight to the Electra Hospital where 
the the little boy received the six vials and then was uh, taken to uh, Cook's Medical Center, and I'm glad to say he's doing great. Well, very interesting stuff. If people want to find out more about Peyton's project, uh, do you have a website or Facebook? We have both. Um, our website is www.paytonsproject.org, and it is P-E-Y-T-O-N-S project.org. And then we have a Facebook page, and you can find us. It's amazing how many Peyton's projects are out on Facebook, but ours is actually Peyton's Project 2013, the, the year that we started. Okay. Um, one other thing I'd like to add, if you don't mind, oh, sure. um, it's so important that people know the faster you get the antivenom, the better. Time is tissue. That is another reason why it was so important for us to start this antivenom program where people can go to the quickest place where they're bitten. I mean, if you're out in rural Seymour, for instance, like your friend, um, the quickest place would be Seymour Hospital. And the faster you can get this, this antivenom started, the fewer the complications. Yeah. So I just urge people to seek out these rural hospitals because they are equipped in our area. We've also um, been blessed with um, Crofab, which is the antivenom product that we use, and it's actually the only FDA-approved one in the United States right now, but they created some apps that I'd love to share with, with everyone as well. Mm-hmm. Um, they're free apps. It's called Snake Bite 911 and on this app, you can actually find where the local hospitals are in your area that have the antivenom. It's, it's up-to-date information, and they also have a place where you can pinpoint where you are so in case you are bitten they can actually seek you out easier Hmm. there's a whole lot more information on there as well but i just urge people to download that and have it available on their phones awesome greg uh he mentioned like you said he did a couple things wrong he took the time to kill the snake uh, but as soon as he did that he rushed to the hospital and the doctors told him you know that's the number the most important thing you can do is you know time is is your worst enemy once you're bit. So, and yeah. he said if he'd have waited even five minutes more, because he was by himself, he he did not think he'd have been able to drive himself because you know he's starting to lose his faculties. So, right, time is uh is crucial there. And of uh, the essence. <laughs> what about uh, what about other states? Has have you seen this inspire any other you know, especially southern states? I mean, we're the ones that are most likely to have. Uh, in, you know, run-ins with venomous snakes, but have you seen any other similar things pop up, or would you like to see Peyton's project um, expand into other states? Absolutely, all of the above. Um, I have been contacted by California, um, Oklahoma in particular. Um, I've actually had someone from New Mexico reach out. But, um, yes, our goal is to reach out to other states. I mean, that that's definitely a future goal because we want to make sure that we can serve our local communities the best we can. But we're not even opposed to maybe getting some pilot programs in the future started in other places. Um, I have some wonderful advisory board members. Dr. Sean Bush is the international venom expert. He's on my advisory board now. And I've got several other people that we are uh, actually in discussions with about being on the advisory board from um, poison control all the way up to the manufacturers of the Crofab themselves. So, yes, we, we definitely want to expand. The more we can get the word out and save other people from tragedy, the better off we are. Yes, ma'am. That's the whole point. 
like I said, I had I knew nothing about this project until my my friend got bit, and and now uh, because of Peyton's project, uh, hey, he's he's back to hunting and fishing and doing all the things that uh, he loves to do, and so we appreciate this effort because it's uh, it's definitely made a difference for for my friend and and for a lot of other folks out there as well. Thank you so much. Success stories are what I live for. <laughs> well, we appreciate it. So does Greg. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. All right. Take care. Thank you so much. Well, there she goes, Tammy Reese, the uh, founder and executive director of Peyton's Project. Uh, fascinating stuff there. Uh, truly a, a great organization. Uh, that segment, by the way, brought to you by Pulsar Night Vision and Thermal Imaging. If you're looking for a way to change the game, if you're getting after hogs and coyotes, then look no further than the new Pulsar Trail. It's got internal recording as well as a uh, rechargeable lithium battery which makes a lot of difference uh, you're not having to run those CR123s anymore. Damn, those are expensive. It's the Pulsar Trail. You can pick one up at PulsarNV.com, and you'll save 20% plus get free shipping if you use my promo code LONESTAR. That's LONESTAR at PulsarNV.com. Let's take a break. Up next, we'll head down to the coast, talk a little snook and tarpon with our longtime friend, Captain Mike Holiday of Costa Sunglasses, right here on the Lone Star Outdoors Show. Cable Smith here for Deerview Windows. As a whitetail hunter, nothing is more frustrating than poor visibility in a deer blind. It can flat ruin a hunt. At Deerview Window Company, they manufacture windows solely for the use in deer stand and deer blinds. All of their windows and doors can be custom made to fit your specific openings. Or you can select from standard sizes, from hinged windows to sliding windows and everything in between. Visit DeerviewWindows.com to determine which style window is best for your deer blind. Plus, you'll get a free quote. Deerview Windows, where visibility matters. Need a new car or truck or your current vehicle worked on? Then stop by my buddy Justin's shop in Garland. Accelerate Auto Group does everything from oil changes to engine swaps. Scratch paint to custom car and truck builds, they do it all. Sales and consignment on everything from cheap commuter cars to investment grade, classics, and exotics. Also, all you outdoorsmen out there, check out the Kevlar coating for your truck. Always looking for good vehicles to buy as well. Call 469-300-9669 or visit AccelerateAutoGroup.com today. Howdy, friends. Cable Smith here, and many of you have seen my pictures throughout the last hunting season of my Custom 7 mag. That rifle was built by Horizon Firearms. Horizon Firearms is a custom rifle builder here in Texas, located in College Station, and they specialize in extremely accurate custom rifles designed exactly the way you want them. Give them a call at 979-229-4664 or check them out at horizonfirearms.com. Hi, this is Captain Sig Hansen from the Deadliest Catch. You're listening to the Lone Star Show? Lone Star Outdoors Show. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, this is Captain Sig Hansen from the Deadliest Catch, and you're listening to the Lone Star Outdoors Show. Shane Smith and the Saints, the coast is the name of that one, bringing us back on the Lone Star Outdoors Show, powered by Dallas Safari Club. Cable Smith here with you. Thanks to our presenting sponsors, Lone Star Beer 
and Hoff Power Polaris. And thanks to you for being here today. I appreciate each and every one of you for tuning in. We're all set to head to the coast ourselves here, talk a little fishing with Captain Mike Holliday, our old friend. But first, this segment of the show is brought to you by the all-new IOTA Outdoors Crux rifle stock. This thing weighs in at a backcountry-friendly 27 ounces. It's what I've got on my 7 mag. Uh, just took that thing elk hunting in Colorado. And when you're counting every ounce that goes into your pack or on your back, uh, the Crux makes a world of difference. It's what I've used. Love the rifle stock. You can find it at iotaoutdoors.com. All right, let's go ahead and bring on our longtime friend, uh, Captain Mike Holiday of Costa Sunglasses. How in the world are you? I am doing well, Cable. Um, you know, survived a hurricane and uh, just looking forward to it getting cool here in Florida. We had our first little cold front uh, come through Texas this past week, so temps got down into the uh, the 50s, so that's always a welcome change. It's like free air conditioning. Yeah, exactly. I'll open up all the windows, doors, you know. Absolutely. Well, you know, it gets everything moving. It doesn't matter whether it's in the woods or in the water. You know, things, you get you get things to change a little bit. Mm-hmm. And everything's not as comfortable as it was. And, you know, that change is kind of nice to see. I kind of you know, fish around seasons anymore yeah. and look forward to, to, to the different times of year that I'm targeting different fish. Well, and, and, you know, you guys just had uh, Irma and we had Harvey here in Texas. And uh, I've I've heard the fishing. I haven't made it down to the coast since the hurricane. But uh, the fishing has been phenomenal. And, you know, we were kind of talking off the air about how, while it is tragic, uh, you know, hundreds of people lost their lives and thousands upon thousands lost their homes, been without electricity, all these other hardships. But it is kind of mother's, you know, mother nature's way of, of cleaning out the ecosystem, kind of revitalizing uh, the natural order of things. You know, that's sort of the good. Looking at the good side of it. If there's good, yeah, I mean that's it. You know, it, 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 I, I think you know that is stuff that we need. In a lot of cases, our bays get clogged with dead grass or silt, or you know, you get these shoals that form. And when you have these big events like a hurricane that come through, they, they cleanse it. And it's sort of nature's way of, you know, starting over mm-hmm. and creating new growth. It's like when the forest, we were saying, you know, when, it, when a forest catches on fire and uh, all the undergrowth burns and even the old growth burns and then the new stuff pops up and the animals can feed off that new growth. Oh, yeah. um, so, it, you know, you, you want to look at it in a positive light, life anew. And I think particularly, you know, when, when you've been um, inundated with this tragedy or, or, or in the very least an inconvenience, um, people are looking for things for positive things right now. It gets old seeing it rain every day or, you know, coming home and your power's not on or just, you know, trying to get back to normal and also seeing some positive things. So, um, you know, I think we're at that point now mm-hmm. where we're starting to, to step out of it and, and shed some good light on things. So Absolutely. good time to get out on the water, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. Or and, yeah. and like I said, the fishing, you know, off the coast of Texas has been phenomenal for trout and redfish, flounder. Um, what about for you guys? Uh, some stuff did change as far as, like, um, I've talked to guys whose honey holes are now, you know, three feet deeper than they were. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, other than that, the uh, the bite has been spot on. Well, you know, we're in the middle of our fall mullet run. 
And um, it's been really a negative impact for the most part because we've just had storms sitting on top of us one after another uh, since the first week of September. And our ocean's been rough and the fish can't get in on the beach and then pour in our inlets. So our volume of bait is not there. Mm. Now, that being said, if you can find the bait, boy, you certainly found the fish. You know, wherever the bait is on the inside in our rivers and bay systems, if it's a half acre size fill of mullet, it seems like every fish for half a mile or a mile is in one spot. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's sort of the, the plan we do a lot this time of year. If you just run until you find bait and when you find it, you'll know, cause it's, it's getting scattered everywhere. It's like mullet rain right. um, with fish popping all over the school. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then you just stay with that school and, and you're going to catch fish. Well, and Mike, what, uh, what are you primarily targeting? You know, over the years we've, we've visited quite a bit. I know uh, tarpon and snook are you know, big passions of yours. Um, and in your area of Florida, I mean, it might damn well be the snook capital of the world. Um, but uh, We have you... a lot of big ones, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm jealous. Uh, what are you targeting right now? Well, so that, that's pretty much what, what I'm after right now. Um, our, our trout this time of year tend to be uh, juveniles. So uh, we don't, we're not catching a lot of real big ones. And, uh, but our snook are the biggest of the year. I probably catch more fish over, over 25 pounds in, um, in October than I do any, all the 11 other months of the year combined. So we're chasing those and and a tarpon are pushing down as well. What's interesting about that is it's mixed sizes. So they're, they're sort of difficult to fish in that, um, you see fish rolling and they're all different sizes. So if you throw, you know, 30 pound tackle, you might get a, you know, 10 or 20 pound fish to eat it. And you'd rather have that on, on some lighter line. And if you throw, you know, 15 or 20 pound tackle, you may get 130 to 150 pound fish eat it. So you don't, you never know what you're going to get, but those are the main species. And and we'll also catch a lot of flounder this time of the year. Um, And we throw a lot because the fish are focused on mullet. We throw a lot of top water plugs. So, I mean, that's my very favorite thing to do. And um, this is the month when you really get to, Start your morning throwing top waters on the seawall, try and get a big snook, and then slide over to the tarpon schools and throw top waters. And uh, I really don't even care if I catch them. I just like seeing them blow it up. They tend to come completely out of the water when they do it. Right. Well, and so what is your favorite topwater plug uh, for snook this time of year? Uh, so, so, you know, the real key here is to match size. Color doesn't seem to matter as much for us, but the, the length of the lure, I, I throw a, a Yozuri uh, pencil in their larger sizes. Uh, I think it's a five and a half inch bait. Um, so any, any big topwater plug will work like that. Um, just make sure it has good, strong hooks on it. Most of the mullet that the fish are feeding on are six to eight, even 10 inches in length. Okay. So, uh, any, any larger topwaters, but if you can throw, you can throw the smaller sizes and it's like you're fishing in the desert. They won't blow them up at all. (laughs) Right. Okay. So, uh, Five inch topwater plug there. Color is uh, yeah, not as important as size, like you said. And right. is that the same thing? Uh, tarpon are blowing up. Exact same. Okay. Tarpon are snook, and it and it, and it and it's completely related to the size of the mullet. This is when October is when we get our larger mullet. In September, it was all finger mullet, and and all they would eat were the small topwaters. Hmm. Okay. Right so on. they're they're focusing on a silhouette, and you can throw swimming plugs. You can throw soft plastic. You know chad tail boot tails but you want them to be you know five or six inch long 
that type of size. Okay. And and how deep of water are you are you fishing in? Uh, the snook I'm fishing in less than four feet of water, and the tarpon up to twelve. Okay. And you can you know in, in many times like you go to our inlets, and um, there'll be on either side there'll be a, the a jetty on the north side and the jetty on the south side, and then the points of those jetty where they wrap around. One will tend to be closer to the beach, and in that one, the water seems to be, you know, four to six feet deep, and you'll throw to the tip of the jetty, and on one cast, catch a snook, and on the next cast, catch a tarpon. They tend to intermingle a lot. Spoiled for riches, huh? We're very fortunate. We really <laughs> are. We, I wait all year for this, man. Yeah, that's awesome. Awesome. Well, cool. So that's what's going on right now um, as far as in your neck of the woods. Let's transition, though, and, and talk a little bit about Costa Sunglasses. Um, you guys always have exciting stuff coming out. Uh, we, we recently did an interview with, um, I guess kind of the liaison between Costa and O-Search. can't remember his name off the top of my head, but, um, uh, we talked about, you know, O-Search's efforts as far as shark conservation goes and, uh, and really what, you know, this, ep- this, this lust for shark fin soup that we see in Asia and, and just kind of how the global shark population uh, not so much off our coast. I mean, our sharks seem to be doing very well, but the rest of the world, uh, they don't really get, you know, that maybe limits are a good thing <laughs> a lot of the time. And uh, and I guess that's kind of O-Search's passion is is trying to uh, spread that message. But um, we all had some new glasses come out. Um, I think, what were they called? The uh, the Tiger Sharks? What were those? Tiger Sharks. Uh-huh. Uh, they came out. That, that was a color. It was Tiger Sharks. They came out in Half Moon and Rincon. Um, which are two of our new frames. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that's O-Search branded product where a portion of that money goes to, to, to shark conservation around the globe. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, we're doing really well. In fact, I think we're almost sold out of that awesome. entire line of glasses. So uh, one of the things we came out this year was uh, with, a new, with a new lens for the offshore guys. They've, they've been asking for a long time. We have, a, we have a gray lens that they use a lot. We have uh, gray with blue mirror, and this year in that O-Search collection, we came out with gray with silver mirror, which has a, a little more light transmission and a completely different look. It lets you see a little deeper in the water and lets you see a little bit more uh, contrast. Mm-hmm. So um, when, you, when you're looking down deep, um, you can tend to see the fish, particularly if they're darker colored like billfish. Um, you can see them a little bit better. You see their silhouettes better. So it's a, a, a unique lens that we just came out with. I expect to see that coming out in the main product line next year as well. Um, they'll probably put it on limited frames, but that's been really popular. And, and the, another one that's been real popular is our, our Sunrise Silver Mirror oh, yeah. that we came out with that's, that's, you know, kind of hit the market and become the sight fishing lens around the country. Well, and the Elite Series guys, uh, I mean, you look at the top 10 as far as finishes in, in any tournament and seems like at least 50% of them have switched over to those Sunrise Silver Mirrors. Yeah, you know, what they found out is that the Sunrise Silver Mirrors are a tool to help them catch more fish, or at least one more fish a day. Um, they have 30% light transmission, so they let a lot of light in. So you not only see fish better, but you also see the things you're casting at better. You see the you know reflections off the rocks, off the grass. Um, you see deeper into the water. Mm-hmm. So they're they're almost exclusively a sight fishing lens. And it's kind of weird to be marketed before as a low-light lens. And then people kind of figured out, you know, you, when you put a silver mirror on them, you can wear them all day without any eye fatigue. And then, you know, 
you can see deeper into the water in the middle of the day. Um, it's really caught on in, in bass, and it's really caught on on flats fishing. Mm-hmm. The guys uh, in the Keys, I mean, it's the hottest lens in the Keys by far, as well as, uh, you know, the guys that are trout and snook fishing, you know, pretty much around the country. Yeah. Well, like I said, I haven't been down to the uh, coast since the hurricane, so I haven't seen it, but uh, I imagine most of most of the folks down there off the Texas coast that are targeting trout and redfish flounder are, are converting to those as well. we got a lot of redfishing tournaments uh especially during the fall months, too. So. Anytime that sight fishing, or particularly shallow water, is yeah. applicable, they're, they're going to be a great lens. And, and even just navigating in the shallow water, you know, you can you see so much more contrast between the, the colors. So you can, you know, it's real obvious from far away that that's shallow. That's brown over there. I don't want to go over there. Mm-hmm. Or that's green. You know, that's okay. That's deeper right there. Yeah. Um, it, we've been very fortunate. That's been a huge success for us this year. I don't know how much you can go into it, but just uh, as far as like the technology is concerned, how do you guys test stuff like that? Say, okay, this lens is going to be better for sight fishing, and then how do you? Is it just trial and error, or is there some mad scientist back in the uh, coastal lab figuring all this stuff out? We so we you know we know what the light transmission is going to be for the lens, and exactly um, they have what they call a, a light curve, mm-hmm. and it'll tell us you know how much blue you'll see, how much green you'll see how much red you'll see, and they can dial it to where, um, you know, in water it tends to be the the blues and greens more so than the reds and yellows, and they can dial a lens to where you'll see more of those colors or they'll be sharper or they'll be more contrast. Um, So, you know, they they sort of put it together what they think is going to work, and then we put them out there. We have pros around the country, and uh, we send these lenses out to the pros and let them wear them for six months or so, and they get back to us with their written comments and, you know, if it, you see a trend, definitely. You know, some guys will say, we like this. Some guys will say, we don't like it. And then you get one back that everybody goes, these are the bomb. We got to have them. Can I just keep these? <laughs> and when you get that back, you go, okay, there's a winner. <laughs> right on, right on. But we, we, we typically never know. A lot of it's just trial and error. And, um, you know, if, there's so many different elements to fishing around the country. If you're fishing in a stream, you know, you're looking in clear water, or you may be fishing in salt water. You may be looking in, you know, tannic-colored water, and you may be looking in a lake where it's, you know, it, it's got more of a, a, a green color to it. So there's so many different elements. You almost don't know until the guys get out there and use them what's going to be the best thing. Yeah. So, we're, you know, we, we depend on our pro staff for a lot of our response. Yeah. Well, hey, let me ask you this. Have you ever been down to uh, Brazil and, and done uh, peacock bass fishing? I, I have not, but, you know... Well, you guys have peacock bass in Florida. We so. do, in Florida. Yeah, yeah. Well, and it, just, it, that's the go, darkest freshwater I've ever seen, where the... You know, you got the Amazon River and the Rio Negro, and we did a, we did a mission trip on the Rio Negro, and like for half, you know, half the time we ended up fishing, which was awesome. You nice. know, uh, all of it was a great experience, but that is the darkest, I would say, most tannic water I've ever... I don't know if you could see a foot, you know, uh, with with any winds, so I don't. It's just interesting. It, it, it as long as it's not you know turbidity, as long as it's not sediment, mm-hmm. the glasses will perform, and you'll mm-hmm. be able to see deeper into the water. Once you once you start putting you know physical elements in there, sand and yeah. dirt floating in the water, then nothing sees it up. But uh, X-ray goggles, <laughs> I'm ready for a pair of those too. <laughs> well, I'm sure. But uh, you guys will be the first ones to come out with that technology. Yeah. Coast is no stranger to pushing the envelope, that's for sure. 
so okay, so folks can find it all at uh, costadelmar.com. They can. And uh, and and if they want to book a trip with you for uh, snook or tarpon, what uh, what's your website, Mike? I am captainmikeholiday.com. Perfect. Two L's in holiday. Well, man, it's always great catching up with you, Captain Mike. Uh, thanks for jumping on with us. Glad that you guys are recovering, rebuilding from the hurricane. We're doing the same here in Texas, and uh, we will talk to you soon. Appreciate it, Cable. Wish nothing but the best for everyone. You too. Take care. Thank you, man. All right. There he goes, our longtime pal, Captain Mike Holiday from Costa Sunglasses. I'm thinking uh, we should do a Costa Sunglasses giveaway, not a pair of sunglasses. Uh, maybe if you follow our Facebook page, we'll give one away this week, though. Uh, but how about a T-shirt? Third person to text in the word Costa. That's Costa to 214-289-7807. We'll win a uh, Costa cap or T-shirt. We'll let you choose. Cap or T-shirt. Uh, Costa to 214-289-7807. Uh, that segment of the presentation, by the way, brought to you by Rustic Reminders Taxidermy with locations in San Antonio and Marion, Texas. Josh and Becky have been taking care of me for six years now. They'll do the same for you, whether it's a bass, a buck, or a bear. Or anything in between, they've got you covered, offering amazing turnaround time, exceptional work, and they answer the phone when you call. That's important to me. I've been burned by bad taxidermists uh, before, like probably many of you have as well. So for your next trophy mount, do yourself a favor. Go to gr8mounts.com. That's gr8mounts.com. Let's take a break. Up next, we'll take a look at that little black bean. That is a vital part of our hunting culture, from campfires all over the backcountry to deer leases and duck blinds. Coffee is what always sets the tone, for me anyway, for a great day in the outdoors. And so uh, the guys from Texas State of Mind Coffee Company will be here in studio. We'll talk some hunting and coffee culture right here on the Lone Star Outdoors show. south down to Laguna Madre. Hey y'all, Cable here for Three Curl Outfitters, and whether you want to bow hunt hogs or get after them with thermal imaging and night vision, under the cover of darkness, Three Curl has you covered. They've got the latest and greatest thermal imaging and night vision technology. They hunt unlimited, I mean just thousands upon thousands of acres of ag fields, or if you're a bow hunter and you want to sit in a stand, wait for the hog to come to you uh, they can do that as well check it out threecurl.com to book your next hog hunt i'm craig boddington i'd like to invite you to become a member of dallas safari club one of the world's leading hunting and conservation organizations as a member you receive game trails magazine a monthly newsletter and invitations to our monthly meetings and special activities join dallas safari club an international organization based in dallas supporting hunting and conservation worldwide for more information, call 800-9-GO-HUNT or visit our website at www.biggame.org. Howdy folks, I'm Lee Hoffbear for Hoffbear's Outdoor Superstore in Gulfway, Texas. I hope you're enjoying the Lone Star Outdoor Show. We've been a title sponsor for a number of years now, and we're proud to be a part of it. I'd also like to thank you for making Hoffbear's once again the number one Polaris dealer in Texas. Please keep buying your Polaris products from us. Send us your friends, your neighbors, all your hunting buddies, and I promise we'll keep giving the best deals on a brand new Polaris in all of Texas. Hey y'all, Cable here for my good friends over at Outlaw Outfitters. This veteran-owned and operated outfit will put you on the ducks, to say the least. I've been hunting with them for, gosh, four or five years now. They also do uh, deer, hog, and turkey as well. 
They have over 15,000 acres they hunt in Collin, Grayson, and Fannin counties. Whether you want to do a turnkey, you know, one morning waterfowl hunt or a complete weekend package with authentic Cajun cooking and lodging, it's all right there within an hour of the Metroplex, and you can find them at huntoutlaw.com. You told me there was more to life than just getting by. If you want your dreams, the only limit is the sky. If you use your head, then you won't have to break your back. You taught me how to drink my coffee black. Well, that one always brings a twinkle to my eye. Black is the name of that one there from Travis Meadows. Makes me uh, think of my grandfather, who uh, at a very young age told me, Son, the only way that a man should ever drink his coffee is black. None of that cream and sugar crap. You don't need it. Well, I didn't really listen immediately. I mean, what kind of 12-year-old kid doesn't want cream and sugar in his coffee? Uh, But at some point in my adult years, I realized (laughs) my grandfather knew what he was talking about. Anyway, I'm Cable Smith. This is the Lone Star Outdoors show, powered by Dallas Safari Club. Uh, Thank you so much for being here today. As we're about to get into a little coffee discussion and how that magical little black bean is so ingratiated into our hunting culture because it doesn't matter if it's today at a deer camp anywhere in the United States or if it was 200 years ago when settlers were moving west and and whether you're talking about the Great Plains or the mountain men of the Rockies or hell, my grandfather on the Katy Prairie back in the 1950s and 60s It's the same scene playing out. Hunters sitting around a campfire with a pot of coffee going. And so uh, we'll be joined by the guys from Texas State of Mind Coffee Company here momentarily. But first, this segment of the show is brought to you by the Stillwaters Ranch in Llano, Texas. If you're looking for a last-minute trophy whitetail hunt, then do yourself a favor and go to stillwatersranch.com to book your hunt today. All right. Well, joining us now in studio, it's a treat to have three passionate outdoorsmen and founders of the Texas State of Mind Coffee Company, brothers Randy and David Burt and Blake Branch. Thanks for dropping by, fellas. It's great to be here. It's a pleasure. So we've got some uh, some East Texas good old boys with us. That's it. And uh, and I was we were talking off the air, uh, you know, about what you guys like to hunt. So uh, I know David said he he likes the the hog hunting. Mm-hmm. Is that what's uh, y'all's favorite? Yeah, I spend more time hog hunting for sure, but uh-huh. I, I like getting a whitetail. Yeah. So, can't, hard to beat that backstrap. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Have y'all done any dove hunting or anything so far this season? Oh, yeah. 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 Where, do, where do y'all go? Well, I was up uh, just north of uh, uh, Wichita Falls. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. a good area. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So. Right on. And yeah, any bird hunting, that's... That's my. They're the hogs. I'm the bird. So right. All right. So Blake's. Uh, he's the bird hunting guy. So you, you see Bell here. What? Uh, do you oh have, yeah. Do she, you have a bird dog? Well, I've got two labs, but uh, I wouldn't call them bird dogs. More like squirrel dogs. So, yeah. I'll go outside and bark at the squirrels. So uh. <laughs> right on. Right on. Uh, so okay. So you guys are all from the the Tyler area. Yes. Yes. Tyler, okay. Winona, Lindale area. And where? Tyler, Winona, Lindale, kind of. Okay. All in there. Right on. Right on. Well. You know, for me personally, whether you're you're waking up at 4 a.m. to to go sit in a tree stand or go you know freeze your tail off in a duck blind, 
you know, coffee is, I mean, it goes hand in hand. With Absolutely. And, uh, and that's what we're going to talk about today. You know, your venture here with Texas State of Mind Coffee Company. Uh, so, first of all, talk a little bit about how you got, I mean, y'all are young guys, so entrepreneurs. I, there's yeah. not one of you that's over 30, I guarantee you. we're getting close we're getting well about to break the yeah yeah over part so 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 talk about that how did the three of you guys come up with uh this plan to to start man coffee (laughs) me and blake i mean and of course david we all obviously grew up together Mm -hmm. and me and blake uh being in the same grade we've always talked about finding some way to be able to work together and make money and just go out there and do something kind of off from what everybody would think. Uh-huh. And we've come up with all kinds of harebrained ideas. Let's hear one of them. Um, <laughs> there, we've had moving companies that we wanted to start. Yeah, I think we probably wanted to be like, um, you know, the like the Weird Al Yankovic? Uh-huh. Like we wanted to be the country versions of that. And I still think we could do that yeah we, we could give him a run for his money but uh man we were just out at the lake one day and one of our brainstorming sessions came up and we landed on coffee uh-huh. and we just kind of sat down and looked at it and took off running and uh-huh. we haven't looked back and it's been it's been fun it's been crazy how long, how long ago i mean from the time that you came up with this inception yeah. was a year ago uh-huh last summer and we just took off uh, well, i imagine that there's a lot more that goes into it than just you know uh, talk a little bit about that because I, I don't know the first thing about how i know coffee is ground up from a bean yeah a lot of it comes from like brazil and colombia but yeah. uh okay so blake talk a little bit about that because i you know i'm pretty ignorant here's this drink that i i can't like really survive without every morning yeah. but i don't know a damn thing about it well, no, and i co- imagine most people don't really yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, most people aren't really, and that's how we were. I mean, we didn't know a thing about coffee. We enjoyed I it. I know I like it, and I want it in my mouth. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. But, no, the more we researched and, we, you know, we started to find out, like, where coffee is grown, where it's come from, and all that good mm-hmm. stuff. And um, what's cool that we didn't realize is coffee pretty much only grows within about 1,000 miles of the equator. Huh. So there's nothing in the United States. Right. So a lot of people come, oh, this is coffee from Texas? Well, technically, you know, it's from Colombia or Honduran or – Right. Uh, or Brazil or something like that. But, you know, we, we bring it in and, of course, we put our own spin on it. So, uh-huh. I mean, coffee, you can kind of think of it as a belt around the world, you know, within that equator. That's mm-hmm. where the coffee regions are. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, where do you guys get most of your – do you get your beans or do you have – talk yeah. about it. Do you get the beans shipped here and then grind it up here? Or? So, we yeah, we get the, the, the beans in raw form. Uh-huh. Okay, so we bring them back to Tyler in our shop. We do everything from raw to the finished product. Um, what we do a little differently, though, is we actually have these um, charred oak barrels. Hmm. We'll store the fresh beans in there, kind of give it a little bit different flavor than just sitting in a plastic bag or a burlap sack or something. Uh-huh. And then we actually air roast it. So this is where a lot of people don't really know, you know, about the coffee process. Mm-hmm. Most people think, oh, just a big drum roaster. Ours is air roaster. So, A, you're not getting any gas flame to it. Mm-hmm. So, it's a loss, lot less acidic. It's less bitter. It's less metallic flavor. You know, you let oh, it sit yeah. for a little I've while. I've had an acidic coffee. I mean, sometimes you go to 7-Eleven, you get one, and immediately heartburn. Right, you know? right, exactly. So that's you won't, nasty. I don't like yeah. that. I don't appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. You won't find that with air roast. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. So what actually happens is is the bean like lofts up in this hot air, and beans are kind of like onions. Now they got this little skin layer on them. Mm -hmm. Well, if you put it in a big drum roaster with gas, it just melts it on, and then plus with the gas on there, you kind of get that bitterness taste. You won't find that in this coffee. It actually blows that chaff off. You're left with this whole roasted bean that's just pure in flavor, and that's what makes it so mm -hmm. good, so clean, and so crisp. Okay. Yeah. And then you guys grind it up from there? Yeah, so we do whole bean and we do grounds. Um, of course, mm -hmm. our new line here is all ground, but, yeah, it's pretty much a 50-50. We found that people like whole bean, too, because they like to adjust their roast. Okay. Right, right. Well, so when you put your own spin on something, and here's just more of my own ignorance on the subject – I don't know. I mean, I like one that says vanilla bean, you know, I, how does right. that, how do you get that flavor profile into the ground coffee? Well, the, the cool thing about being able to choose or French vanilla or, you know, or hazelnut yeah. or whatever. Well, you know, a lot of the flavoring is just going to, you know, come from buying different flavors, you know, mm -hmm. from whoever, but as far as bringing out the natural flavor of the bean, it all depends kind of on the country where you get it from the soil, the climate, and then you're going to have your roast level. You know, are you roasting it dark or are you roasting it lighter? Because with each roast brings out a different flavor. Mm -hmm. So, for instance, a Colombian at a lighter roast is going to taste different than a Colombian at a darker roast. Okay. And the same thing with the different countries. You just produce all these different flavors. And then, of course, you can start blending. Then you kind of get, you know, nuances of both of them. So, you, I mean, there's it's limitless. There's uh -huh. so many possibilities you can do with coffee. Well, uh, like going back to my to my grandfather, because I always associate him with coffee, because that's where I learned to drink it. Mm -hmm. uh, my parents, I guess, are casual; they don't drink it every day. Yeah, but he did, yeah. and so he lived in Houston. And I remember as a kid just going there, and he'd always be drinking coffee. I'm like, yeah, I want to try some coffee, Granddad. And I and so then I'd load it up with like sugar and cream. Yeah. And he's like, you know, we was a World War II vet. Yeah. He was like, hey, son, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> drink it black like a man. You don't need to put that sugar and that cream right. in there. Yeah. So and I, so, you know, yeah. it took me probably till I graduated high school and I was like, that always stuck with me though. Yeah. And then you can really taste the the flavor of the coffee. You're not adding, you know, the fillers and which aren't really good for you anyway. So no. I think a cup of coffee has like 10 calories in it. Yeah. So. And that's what we call, we call it Texas style when we go do events, you know, just drinking it straight. But the good thing about having, you know, a good quality bean and, and doing the air roasting like, like we are, you can get those those flavors naturally out of that you don't need the creamers uh -huh. in the coffee yeah i mean the the biggest thing we probably get when we go and, and set up and sample and stuff is you know we'll tell them you try it black just take a sip yeah. and then they're like wow I, people are scared of that yeah they are yeah. they are yeah. absolutely and yeah. then then after that the <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah okay and so and now you guys have first of all before we talk about the new camo yeah. uh bags here uh the existing flavors, uh, what, what did you guys already offer? I know I, I've been trying. You know, yeah, that's what time. we call like our Texas line. That's uh -huh. that's our yellow rose, which is our lightest roast. Right. Our 1836, which is a medium. Our red dirt is our medium dark, and our black gold is our darkest roast that yeah. we have. And black gold is still the darkest roast we have. So if that's something you like, I mean, that's... No, it's that's not, been, not for me. I mean, I already uh, like it black, so like, yeah. that, that, to me, that's like... Uh, what is the the uh, the French dark roast or whatever like that's just that's, yeah that's too much for me and our dark roast I mean it is smoother than the tra mm -hmm. traditional dark roast that you get you don't what's have the most popular among coffee drinkers I don't even know a lot uh, of people like when we go do testings and stuff or tastings a lot of people really like they're want the darkest you got 
Uh-huh. All right, here you go. Are they putting a bunch of cream and sugar in it, you think? Some of them Probably. do. Some, yeah, of, them some, do. some of them get to shaking those sugar packets a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I get a little uh, crazy with them. Okay, okay. Well, that's interesting. Uh, okay, so those are the ones you had previously, mm-hmm. um, still still available. And then now you all have introduced, we've got Buck Fever, Hail Call. And this is cool because on the Buck Fever, we've got, a, we've got a picture of a buck on here. And these are nice camo bags. It's got rifles and and, and a goose duck uh, lab, maybe, right there. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> awesome. Yes, sir. And then we've got Hail Call, which I'm assuming has a mallard on it. And then High Brass, which has a dove on it. You got it. So, yeah, so talk about these three. Uh, so um, on our buck fever, <clears throat> this is going to be our medium dark roast, uh-huh. and this is actually um, some new beans we picked up. Um, we uh, and started incorporating um, beans from like Mexico. maybe you went to Honduras and you like said yeah hey, yeah <laughs> ab- absolutely <laughs> just drove down to the coffee place just picked up some beans no yeah yeah I wish that was the case yeah. but uh, no bu- buck fever um, those beans come out of Mexico and this uh-huh. is kind of our new medium our new medium dark and it is uh, it is absolutely delicious that's probably my new favorite uh-huh. it's uh it's it's smooth kind of got a little bit of the smoky hint to it i mean yeah. it's just it's just a great cup of coffee i mean if boone and crockett were to rate that it'd easily be the 300 so yeah right absolutely. i like your score plus customer. it looks yeah. good up on yeah. the wall you know yeah <laughs> okay and then we have hail call which is a light dark yeah the the, the hell call is going to be our lighter dark um Again, it's 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 just a phenomenal cup of coffee. I mean, it it's a it's a loud as coffee as far as its flavor, but yet it's smooth in its finish. You know, uh-huh. so it it's uh, it definitely leaves all the other coffees in the distance. So, right on. Yeah. Okay, and then high brass, which uh, we got the dove on there, and of course we just had opening day. Well, it's been a just over a month or two, well, yeah. a month ago, yeah. September first. But uh, I mean, everybody's sitting out there starting with coffee and then probably finishing mm-hmm. with a couple of Lone Stars. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, that's uh, that's kind of our signature medium roast. That one is out of uh, Honduras. Yeah, that's a uh-huh. just a great. I mean, if you're the one that likes more of a medium, that's yeah. going to yeah, be your your, your yeah. cup of coffee right there. Right yeah, on. it'll uh, it'll help out knocking down those long shots during the day for sure. <laughs> absolutely. Awesome, awesome. Well, so and then let's talk about caffeine because I mean that's another thing. Like, does does one bean have more caffeine than another? Or because people like I like the way that it tastes. I really kind of have a. I don't feel like caffeine affects me. Like some people can't go to sleep. I could drink a cup of coffee and pass out immediately. It doesn't affect me like that. Some people it doesn't. Yeah, um, a lot of times with the bean, it's the altitude at which it's grown. Uh huh. The higher altitude will normally carry a little bit more caffeine. And a lot of people I've found get confused. They think, oh, this darkest coffee is going to have more caffeine. It's not true. The mm-hmm. lighter the roast, the more caffeine you have. Really? Yes. Huh. I didn't know that. Yeah. I knew like cold brewed coffee sometimes had more yeah, caffeine. Cold brew will. Cold brew will it's it's that, steeping longer, so you're extracting more of that out of there. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, so the, lighter the roast, the lighter the, the roast, the more caffeine. Even more reason to stay away from that dark. There you go. <laughs> you need to stay awake. That's that's not the thing. To, yeah. Yellow rose, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, we actually got another new one, uh, Diamondback. Okay. And it's our high caffeine roast, so it's even more potent than maybe, the yellow rose does affect me i just don't know we'll you see. might, might try that one you try it's that one it <laughs> might, might be yeah. bouncing off the walls in here <laughs> yeah awesome but, uh, yeah that'll affect you let me check your pulse so, yeah <laughs> is that one available also it is available online uh-huh. yep okay and what is the website texomcoffee.com it's uh-huh. t-x-s-o-m coffee 
Um, everything's on there. We got launching a coffee club. Mm-hmm. Go in, sign up for your monthly subscription. You'll get free shipping with that. Um, it's a one-year membership to the Jelly of the Month Club. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. <laughs> Give it keeps on giving. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, you can sign up there and you can get earn free shipping with the signing up on the club. Uh-huh. Um, and what com- so and what comes a bag? Every you month? pick whichever oh, cool. whatever you want. You can set up how often you want it to ship and how much you want to ship. Mm-hmm. So that's probably that's going to be a great opportunity for people that don't necessarily want to go shopping or forget to get online and get some sign up once and we'll just keep keep it coming okay awesome awesome well this is fascinating uh just like like i was saying we talked through email and on the phone once twice i was not expecting you guys to be as young as you are and so that's pretty cool to see just some entrepreneurs and guys that like to to hunt and fish but uh, three still have normal jobs right we're still yeah plugging along but we're getting there. Yeah. So. Well, it's very cool. And like I said, it's just such a, it's entrenched in the hunting, you know, the lifestyle because uh, I don't know very many guys that can get up at 4 a.m. And, and say no to a, uh, a piping hot cup of coffee. So No, you got to get uh, it, get the day started. That's right. That's right. Right on. Well, hey, uh, how about I'm going to put you on the spot. How about we do a giveaway? Let's do it. Let's uh, let's come up with a trivia question here. Who, who remembers, you guys are all from the same area. We'll say uh, the third person to text in where you guys are from. It's uh, East Texas, a little hint there. Text it into 214-289-7807, and uh, we'll send you a bag of your choice of one of the new camel bags. We've got the Buck Fever, Hail Call, or the High Brass. And uh, third person to text in, we'll, we'll send them a bag. How's that sound? Sounds good. Perfect. Okay, so uh, website one more time, and then your social media stuff. Website is txsomcoffee.com. Uh, Facebook, Texas State of Mind Coffee, and Instagram's Texas State of Mind Coffee as well. Awesome. So, well, let's kick Starbucks ass, huh? Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for dropping by. Absolutely. Thanks for having us. All right. There they go. <laughs> Blake Branch and Randy and David Burt of Texas State of Mind Coffee Company. I'd like to sit around a campfire with them and have a cup of coffee. Maybe, uh, Maybe a couple cold beers, too. Uh, good guys, indeed. Uh, that segment, by the way, brought to you by Sendero Seed Company, Texas premier seed company. They've got anything and everything you need to keep a happy and healthy whitetail herd, including the Dr. Deer-backed Buck Forge Oats. Check them out at SenderoSeed.com or call Rob Hughes at one 610 seed today Oh, man, just looking at the clock here. We've got to go. Got to get out of here flat out of time. Uh, thanks to the Texas State of Mind Coffee Company guys, as well as Captain Mike Holliday of Costa Sunglasses, Tammy Reese of Peyton's Project, and uh, also Mike Slinkard of Hex, Stealth Shield Hunting Suit. Uh, thanks to all of you guys and gals for tuning in today. Thanks to our sponsors for making this show possible. Until next time, I'm Cable Smith saying, y'all have a great week in the outdoors. Like coffee and cold